In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <clears throat> Dear brethren, our Lord Jesus Christ knew that his cross would be a cause of scandal, even for his own disciples. He knew that they would not understand how someone who declares himself to be the Son of God could die in such a manner. And it was to avoid this scandal that our Lord took three of his disciples to the top of Mount Tabor. In this way, before the false accusations of the Jews, the disciples would be able to see the testimony of Moses and Elias. Before the humiliations of the Passion, they would be able to contemplate His glory, the eternal glory that He has with the Father and the Holy Ghost. So they would know when they had to see the Lord hanging on the cross, they would know that, the, he, that he was not dying by force, but out of love. That he was giving his own life willingly in order to save mankind from eternal donation, in order to save you and me. Yes, my brethren, that's why our Lord wanted to show to some of his disciples a glimpse of his glory in his transfiguration. So this is the literal meaning of the transfiguration of the Lord. However, this gospel has a lot more to teach us. My brethren, the Holy Scriptures are like the Temple of Jerusalem. And perhaps you know that the Temple of Jerusalem was divided in three parts. The porch, the sanctuary, and the Holy of Holies. And the Holy Scriptures as well have three different, they have three different levels or dimensions. The first dimension of the Holy Scriptures is the literal sense, which tells us what happened, the historical facts. The literal sense is the porch of the Temple of the Holy Scriptures. And the porch of the Temple was accessible to both Jews and the Gentiles. In the same way, the literal meaning of the Scriptures is accessible to anyone who simply opens the Holy Books. <clears throat> However, that's not the case for the other two dimensions of the Holy Scriptures. 
because the sanctuary and the holy of holies were inaccessible for anyone who did not belong to the people of God. But we, my brethren, we belong to the people of God. We belong to the true church of Christ so we can enter into the temple. We do not have to confine ourselves in the porch of the literal meaning, but we can and we must go further in our understanding of the Word of God. We must go further in order to access the other two dimensions of the Holy Scriptures. One that teaches what we have to do. And this is the moral sense. And the other dimension that teaches what we have to believe. And this is the allegorical sense. So my brethren, let us now open the doors of the temple of the Holy Scriptures. In order to contemplate the sanctuary, and the holy of holies. So the second part of the temple was the sanctuary. And it symbolizes the moral sense of the scriptures, which means what we have to do in order to be saved. In the Gospel for today, we read that our Lord led His disciples into a high mountain. And this mountain symbolizes here holiness of life. It is a mountain because it elevates us. It places us closer to heaven, higher than all the things of this earth. And our Lord wants to lead each one of us, His disciples, to this mountain of holiness. St. Paul says, This is the will of God for you, your sanctification. It is not an option. It's a command. God wants you to be holy. God wants you to become a saint. And I tell you more. This is the reason why He created you. To be a saint. My brethren, holiness is the goal for every human being. In such a way that if we do not achieve it, if we do not achieve holiness, we will have wasted our lives. Holiness. This is the will of God for each one of us. Each one in his own vocation. But in order to arrive at the top of this mountain, the disciples had to climb it 
to climb it. Which signifies that holiness of life requires some efforts from our side. Without any doubt, the work of our sanctification depends on God, but also on us. It is true that it is God who operates with His grace, but it is also true that we have to cooperate by our own will. So we may ask, what should I do in order to cooperate with the grace of God? How do I become a saint? In fact, my brethren, there is only one recipe. And here it is. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with thy whole heart, with thy whole soul, with thy whole strength. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with thy whole heart, with thy whole soul, and with thy whole strength. This is the recipe, the only one, the secret to holiness, to love God. But here we have to be very attentive, because this love of God has to be complete. What do I mean? I mean that we cannot love God with only a part of ourselves. The love of God has to cover the totality of our existence. And that's the reason why God demands a triple love. You remember? Love God with thy whole heart, with thy whole soul, with thy whole strength. So God demands a triple love because we have a triple constitution. Body, soul, and spirit. So the perfect charity, the perfect charity, which implies the totality of our being, has to show itself in three different ways. Regarding our body, the love of God is manifested in fasting, in abstinence, in chastity, in modesty, in everything that mortifies our flesh and unites us with the, with the sufferings of our Lord. And this is love. This is the charity of the body. That's how we love God with our bodies. Regarding our soul, the love of God is manifested in a general way, in works of mercy for the body and the soul of our neighbor. For example, assisting those in need, visiting the sick, forgiving offenses, praying for the living and the dead. And this is love. This is the charity of the soul. 
And regarding our spirit or heart, which is the highest part of the soul, the love of God is manifested in prayer, in adoration, in asking pardon for our sins, in thanksgiving, in spiritual reading, in seeking God's presence, in a word, in spending time with God, in spending time with God. And this is love, this is the charity of the Spirit. So this is the triple love that God wants from us. Penance, works of mercy, and prayer. We know these are the weapons of salvation, the great means of holiness. This is the way to love God with all the strength of our body, with all our soul, and with all our spirit. And that's why our Lord took three of his disciples to the mountain. Three. To show us that holiness of life has to touch the entire man. His body, his soul, and his spirit. Because, my brethren, love is only real when it is complete. Now if, now, if we climb this mountain of holiness, if we strive to love God with our whole self, we shall see one day the glory of His face. And here we arrive at the third part of the temple, which is the Holy of Holies, the allegorical meaning of the Holy Scriptures. We say allegorical because the history hides a mystery, and the transfiguration of Christ is a prelude to the glory of heaven. Yes, this is what our faith teaches us, that if we are faithful to the grace of God, if we truly love God, we shall enter one day into the kingdom of heaven. And like the disciples on that high mountain, we shall then see the glory of God that shines in the face of Christ. We shall see our blessed mother, Saint Joseph, all the angels and saints. What a happy day. However, my brethren, if some of the disciples were able to experience the transfiguration of Christ before His Passion, it's not the same case for us. We have, first of all, to experience the Passion of the Lord. We need to share in His sufferings here below. If we want to have a part in His glory, for us, the transfiguration 
will come later. Therefore, my brethren, let us be more attentive to the way we are spending our time, our days, the years of our lives. When we know that we are going on a trip, what do we do? We make all the preparations needed. So I ask you, my brethren, are we truly preparing to go to heaven? Are we truly striving to be saints? Are we truly committed to our religion? In a word, do we truly love God? My brethren, what is the goal of your life? Is it heaven? Is it heaven? We cannot forget that God is calling us to the top of that mountain. He's calling us to heaven. And the way to get there, the only way to get there, is through holiness of life, by concretely loving God with our whole heart, with our whole soul, with our whole strength. Climbing the mountain is not easy, and we all know this. But God offers us His helping hand. He offers us His grace, which makes all things possible. And God gives us His grace through prayer and through the reception of the sacraments. So let us look for his strength there in prayer and in the reception of the sacraments. So my brethren, let us renew our desire and our courage to climb this mountain of holiness together. Let us not be scared thinking that it is too high. We are not asked to jump from the bottom to the top, but we are asked to climb slowly but surely, each day a little more, each day a little closer to heaven. So let us strive to be truly faithful to God, faithful to His commandments, so we may one day come to the kingdom of heaven, where we will be able to contemplate, at last, all the beauty and the splendor of His most holy face.
My brethren, let us never give up in trying to be faithful to God. But let us strive concretely every single day for holiness of life, <clears throat> not only in ideas, but in actions. Let us strive for holiness of life, because, my brethren, without holiness, without holiness, we will not be able to see the face of God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.